0: Uh oh. The beat gives it away, right? <laughs> Can you sing out the first part and then we're gonna cut it? Can you sing it out? Work, 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 I cut work. The me, be- there you go. Amen. Said- we we know we, we know in our church who's really new in the Lord, you know what I mean? How many somebody say work? <laughs> Man, I love this series because you do know whatever the heck we want, right? <laughs> no one can't say nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, brother? <laughs> uh, somebody say work. Man, I got to tell you, first idea tonight, relationships take work. And this may be super simple, but this may be mind-blowing for some of you. Wait, wait a minute. I actually have to work at that thing called a relationship. We don't just take a title and run with it. I got to actually like talk to my friends. I have to actually be transparent with somebody. I got to actually be honest with someone. I gotta actually have someone in my life that I'm pouring into, the good stuff, the bad stuff, and the ugly stuff. I gotta tell you tonight, listen, relationships take work. If you're single, if you're dating, if you wanna get married, you you gotta you gotta understand that this is gonna take some work. Not from the only per- from the other person. Let's forget about your spouse, your girlfriend. Let's talk about you tonight. Can we do that for a second? Don't I'm gonna say some stuff. Don't don't hit your boyfriend. <laughs> takes work, you know what I'm saying? I done told you, it takes some work. And look, that's my favorite song too, look. You know what I'm saying? No, tonight's not about him, tonight's about you, all right? Forget about the person next to you. Tonight's for, someone say, tonight's for me. Relationships take work. It takes your attention. It takes your focus. It, it. See, God invented relationships. And the most famous verse the Bible has ever really heard, the world's ever really heard from the Bible is John 3, 16. I think the most famous verse right we don't want to recite it because we're all getting a plus right god so loved i love this next part that he gave his emotion his love his feeling was always attached to an action he showed us with that one verse that your feeling needs to be attacked attached to an action that your love needs to actually do for god so loved, he gave he didn't just give he gave his only son he, he loved so much, so he gave so much. You guys here tonight? Relationships take your work. It takes you to just say, it, not to just say, I have this huge heart, but I'm also doing a lot of stuff. Massive with this huge heart. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I got a tongue twister. There's a spirit of tongue twisters today. We're going to bind the demon of tongue twister, right? So that's what he did in the old Pentecostal church. Someone goes around, and just bind the devil. That's for three people, right? So God invented relationships. And God's like, listen, I want to make this thing work out for you. I want to show you how it actually looks to love someone. You got to do something. And a lot of us, if we're honest, we had some relationships in the past that we've said some stuff that we didn't really do. We kind of pitched this perfect, this picture-perfect idea of ourselves. We kind of painted this picture, gave false expectations, and when it all came down to it, you dropped somebody flat. And, and that's what builds an unhealthy relationship. Honestly, it, it's you not taking care of that person, of their, their, their emotions, their, their giving them attention, right? And, and, and a lot of self-centered people, they find themselves labeling themselves introverts only because of their inability to listen to other people. I'm an introvert. No, you're not an introvert. You're the biggest extrovert I've ever seen. You, just know, you don't know how to listen to people. So no one stays around you long enough to hear what you have to say. Relationships take work. You need to look at yourself. You need to be self-aware. What are my strengths? Let me keep doing that. What are my weaknesses? Let me stop doing that. You out here tonight? It takes work. For you to be a better brother, you're going to have to do some different things. You're going to have to try to say, okay, I, I love my, my family, but to be the best son I could be, to be the best brother I could be, I'm actually going to have to start doing something. The more real we are with ourselves, real with others, and real with God, we'll start to see God move in unimaginable ways. If we're real with ourselves, the same way we're real with people, the same way we're real with God. Here's the thing, a lot of Christians that are new in Christ, they take the American mentality into the church. That you can put a picture up and and, and show everybody a fake you and actually have a you that you keep to yourselves. And you're coming into church, and you're seeing all these people totally, like, exposed and totally just like, ah, I don't got everything together, but he's my anchor. You know what I mean? I, I'm coming here on my last limb, my last leg, but I'm still going to give God my worship. I'm still going to serve. I'm still going to be a part of this thing. And, and, and a lot of new, like, North American Christians are, are, are running away from all the action, and they just want to have all the feelings. They, they want to they wanna see God move in a certain way. Listen, you need to be real with yourself. You need to be real with the people around you. And you need to be real with God for God to do something great in your life. For you to be the best leader you can be. For you to be, you, you to be the best follower you can be. To be the best number two guy. Like, God's wired you in such a way. But a lot of us don't know our strengths. We don't know our weaknesses. You got to come to next steps, y'all. Like, if you want to figure out, like, we do something called a personality test and a spiritual gifts assessment. You can't fail those tests. You can't fail them. That's just who you are, right? How did God wire you? How did God design you? You're supposed to be a person, you know, in the background. That you're really, you're not too good under life pressure. Maybe you need to be someone in the background. Listen, there's ministry and there's room for you in our church. There's space for people who don't like being in the spotlight. Is is that like, I know I can't stand up there and maybe sing auto tune like that one guy, but I can hold the door open and I can strategize the parking lot and I can help start some small groups and I can help because I'm business and I'm business minded. I'm entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Hold up, entrepreneur minded. I, I can help actually strategize these small groups. I can help actually strategize the next campus we do. I can actually help be a part of the leadership of this thing. Listen, just because you don't have a microphone doesn't mean you don't have a ministry. Relationships take work. Too Too many boyfriends are blaming their performance off of picture perfect boyfriends. Stop pointing other people the reason that you're not where you're supposed to be. Step into that thing. Lean into that thing. Be better. Here's the dirty truth. Relationships take work. Dirty truth. That's a dirty truth. Because that means you actually got to do something in your relationships. You actually have to go the extra mile for other people. People hang up on you. You're going to actually have to call them back up and say, listen, bro, I, 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 I don't hate you, but you're getting on my dang nerves. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take you going on to now know who that was for, for. The Holy Spirit speak, but it's for somebody. And I just laugh because God's good. Faith without faith without works is dead. How many can say Amen to that? Here's something bigger than faith without works. Uh, work actually fixes your focus. Work fixes your focus. It, f- it takes it takes that idea of God and that idea of love and it puts it into an avenue of distribution. It says, God, I got all this love. I'm going to sign up for a hope group because I love you. And I'm going to gather with seven or eight guys or girls, depending on my gender. And I'm going to gather in a Starbucks once a week outside of church, not to talk about anything other than you, God, because all we want is you. All we want is you. We want to grow in you. We can sit and and watch whatever the heck we want to watch with my friends. I'll probably be sleeping during that hope group while it was happening. But let me actually, God, take all this passion I have and put it to practice. Take all these feelings and all this religion, and then just woohoo, the good feelings, and let's put it somewhere, y'all. That's called work, and work fixes your focus. You got all this passion in church, and you faded away. Why'd you fade away? You forgot to put that passion to work. You forgot to put that passion, and some of you guys think it's serving. I'm not only thinking serving. you forgot to put that passion into scheduling in, in your calendar. You forgot, you forgot to put the times when you were supposed to come to church. You forgot to set your alarm clock so you don't oversleep. You forgot to do things in your relationship with God and take steps to actually make it work. And because, you know, we think that everything just naturally gets better in life. No, I, everything's naturally getting worse. If you don't talk to someone for three years, the real relationships will be like, hey, man, we, we didn't talk for three years. But it's like we were talking yesterday. Those are the real ones. You hold on to those people. But to those people, majority of people, that if you haven't talked to me in three years, I question if you still love me. Those type of people, you may you may be sitting next to one. Um, those type of people, you know you know what that means. You know you need to put the effort in. You need to put you need to put that that hey, Amen. I'm actually gonna work at this thing, and I'm actually gonna try to build this thing, and I'm gonna put work into something I believe in. Yeah. Work fixes your focus. Amen. Yeah. Here's a leadership input of your leader. This is for you. We're all leaders, remember. It's just your ability to jump in or not if you want to be. Leadership input. I have a space to grow if only I worked in that space. I have a space to grow only if I worked on that space. And, uh, Pastor, my prayer sucked. Work, work, make, create space to pray. Pastor, I, I'm not really good at this. This is my week. Create space for something to actually happen. We give too much oh, to God. We give too much of the doing, right? Uh, we take all the believing. God, you do all the doing. You're just going to make my dream girl fall right in front of me. Just, just, just And she fell from heaven. And I was the first one she saw. And she said, marry me. God, that's how you're going to do it. You actually have to, like, talk to the girl. You know what I mean? This thing takes work. And you got to create space for something to actually happen got to create space. Campfire fire, won't happen all the way. God will give you the wood. God will give you all the tools you need. But what makes the, the fire come together is your ability to say, God, thank you. Let me work at this thing because I value it. Next idea. Where, here's a question. Where in your life would there be multiplication if you simply put some work? Let's get real practical. Where in your life would just be immediate multiplication if you put a little bit more time in? You put just a little bit more work in. It's a little bit more critical thinking. Like, we stopped critical thinking after, like, elementary school, right? All right, put your thinking caps on. You know what I'm saying? (gasps) Think. (laughs) We got to get back to that. Come on, somebody. We come to church, we take those thinking caps off. We put on emotions. We go to work, we take our our thinking caps off. We put on feelings. We need to get back to being intentional with what we're doing and saying, God, I'm actually going to work this thing out. I'm going to put it to practice. I'm going to organize some things. It looks like the only way I can have time for prayer is if I make time for prayer. It looks like the only time I have time to read my Bible is if I section off and plan time. Y'all here tonight? Most of us are really good with, with, with Christianity happening here, but never happening here. Most of us, our relationship with God is stuck here, and it never transitioned to here. Yeah, I feel all this great, what am I doing? How am I, com- like, I, I came back from a conference last week. Your pastor is on fire, by the way. He's ready to run a 1,000 miles. I'll tell you that much. In the spirit. I'll do a spin right now, but my back hurts. Just keep my back it doesn't hurt. That's just an excuse not to spin. I'm at this conference. I'm venting up here. Sorry, guys. You should never give me a mic. I'm, I, I was at the, this conference, and um, <laughs> when the preacher says that, what does he mean? Um, I was at this conference. I'm being super encouraged. I'm being super encouraged. I'm being poured into. I'm being poured into. I mean, like, World class leaders, I'm just like wave like tsunamis, just boom, like splat out in the spirit, you know what I'm saying? Immediately after the session, I'm sitting down with uh, one of our campus pastors, Pastor Ariel. We're sitting down. We've got books out. We got notes. Like, okay, what the heck are we gonna do? <laughs> Marketing plan, you know, getting everything down. And, and that and, and that just goes to show, like, we, yo, we're not playing games with this thing. You know what I mean? Like, we're really trying to get this thing to work. And, and it's not just gonna be getting inspired, cause you can get inspired and show up to your church and be like, I got all these feelings, y'all. It was great. You should have been there. No, no, no. I'm gonna come with something. I'm gonna come with a strategy. I'm gonna come with some action steps on the vision and the dream that God gave me to actually see it come to fruition. Next idea, it isn't just about your heart. It isn't just about your heart. Maybe you've been in relationships where that was the excuse, but it was in my heart though. But, but my heart, I didn't, I didn't show up, but my heart. I didn't do anything. Right, this sounds like a dumb boyfriend, right? My bad, but you know my heart, though. Brothers, you're taking it now. I'm sorry. She sounds like something I would say, you know. My intentions were, come on, like that's not real relationships, yeah. Like my intentions were, like I'm, I'm sorry. My heart, 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 my heart. Me got song. It's just my feelings, and I was gonna do something, and I. And, 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 and you did nothing. You did nothing. You did nothing. All you had was a feeling and you did nothing. Love without action is not love. It's not what it is. It's not what it is. You did nothing. It isn't just about your heart. It's also about your hands. When God listen to me, when God does something in your heart, it's always supposed to it's supposed to, always supposed to manifest to your hands. When God puts something on your heart, it's always supposed to manifest to your hands. It, it's always supposed to trickle into how you treat people the next day. Like I I wish I could talk to y'all bosses to see how, how Wednesday is for their the organization. Like when you walk in, you know what I'm saying? Like you leaving with just the best on Tuesday. Now I want to talk to who you're hanging out with on Wednesdays because that should be the immediate just Pull over of what God is doing on Tuesday nights. Why? Because we get all this love, so now we can do. We get all this motivation, this encouragement, this Holy Spirit fire that allows me to do something in my life. And the enemy lies to Christians when he says you could be who you want on Tuesday and you could do whatever you want on Wednesday. The enemy is lying to you, telling you you could just have all these feelings and not do anything with your feelings. That you gotta have all this action heart stuff and, and that's not really First Corinthians chapter 3 verses 8 to 15 the one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose someone say plants yeah. someone say waters. waters they all have one purpose and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor somebody say their own labor. their own labor so some of you guys God's calling you to plant some of you guys God is calling you to water y'all here tonight yeah. some of you guys God is calling you to plant to strategize, to take a step forward. Some of you guys in here, God is calling you to water to benefit. My, I just stepped on your cakes. To benefit. I'm sorry. Don't hit me. Uh, I love you, Elmer. <laughs> it's my homie. I'm playing with him. Don't hit me. I'm playing. <laughs> some of you guys are called a plant. Some of, you, some of you guys are called the water. You guys see what he's saying. Some of you guys are, are called to pioneer some stuff. Some of you guys are called to assist some stuff, to make some things happen, right? God is, God is calling you not to all be planters and, and not to be all people who water. It's like God has it as, like a, a specific assignment for you. And this is what he even says. You will be rewarded according to your own labor. Pause right there. Some of you guys think when you get married, your service to God start, stops because your marriage started, and now you can get to heaven off the holiness and the works of your wife. Um, That's not what Paul says. Paul says, according to your own labor, what are you doing? You're not going to get to heaven in couples, in last names, in tribes, in neighborhoods. You're going to get to heaven as an individual, you in front of God. And God will look at you and say, what did you do with my son? What did you do with information that I gave you? What did you do with it? Because you had all these feelings, and you just did whatever you wanted to do. That's not real love. That's not real all you got is these feelings. You ain't do nothing with it. That's good intentions. There's no section in heaven for good intention for good intended Christians. Good intentions. Oh, Pastor, oh, oh, but, but God, we was gonna get to it. God, we was we was gonna start tithing. We was gonna start being the, the leader you call. We was, God, we was. And instead of planting, we went to heaven with a pocket full of seeds. God's like, what did you do with your youth? What did you do? Yo, God, we're taking our time with this tonight. I got no problem giving God my youthhood. He got got it. Anybody else there, I'm God, I'm giving you the best years of my life so that when I get to heaven, God, you give me the best of eternity. I'm going to run the fastest now. I'm going to pray the longest now. I'm going to preach the hardest now. God, I'm giving you right. I'm giving you my youth. I'm giving you my young adulthood. My future is better if I start now. According to your own your own labor, verse nine, we are co-workers in God's service. Co-workers, y'all. Like, all the work of the church isn't on the pastor. We're co-workers. And Any co-workers in the house? I got any co-workers? Just 11 of y'all. Any spiritual co-workers in the house tonight? Should be everybody. But you're in God's service. You are God's field. You're God's building. It's a bunch of floors in this building, right? there's no there's no oh the pastor does all the work in the church and everyone just just praising tongues all day no that's not it <laughs> you actually have guys we need i need your help yeah. you need my help I need your help yeah. I can't reach your friends I really can't you could can really try to give them podcasts and so, and that works and y'all it works when you send podcasts to friends works I'm not coming against it it's great but man if you never reach out to them how am I ever going to reach them forget me if you don't reach out to them how can god reach them it's you like you're the you're probably the only jesus people will see this week you're the only jesus people will be next to you don't think, Jesus, they just happened to sit on the train with someone who was on a Tuesday night. They just happened to sit on the bus with someone here on a Tuesday night. They just happen to be at the coffee shop with someone who was here on a Tuesday night. And not because of what they can do or their power or their skill or their creativity, but their availability to say, God, I got all this passion. What do you want to do with my hands? Who do you want me to bless? Who do you want me to reach? Who do you want me to preach to? God, I'm available. I don't have all these feelings. I actually got a plan to put this thing out. But here's the problem. Some of you don't know who you are. That's wild. (laughs) Some of you don't know who you are. Can I tell you who I am? I'm a preacher, I'm a leader, I'm a drummer, I love drumming, I'm a worshiper, I'm a creative, I'm a manager, I think I have some uh, managing, uh, whatever. I'm a people person, Uh, I'm inclusive. Um I I I I love music, I love creativity, and that's who I am, and that's how God wired me. Now if you put me to, to sit in a cubicle and organize an Excel spreadsheet, that is not my strength. Some of you guys are going crazy, like that's that's dope. Just, it's, a, it's a good Monday, you know what I mean? <laughs> I can't do it! I cannot! It's a joke how I ended up preaching. My dad's like, hey, we're going to start church. You want to be a youth pastor? I was like, cool. I only preached twice. Ever. And like both of them were forced. You know what I'm saying? Pastors get problems. We get forced to do a lot of stuff. My, my third message ever in my life was the first week of youth. And I haven't stopped since, y'all. <laughs> it's crazy. I say this story all the time. I sat with my youth pastor. I was going through notes. I was, you know, I was a creative guy. He's like, do you want to be, be a preacher, pastor? And I was like, no, I started crying. cry. I know I got so emotional. That's like that Nineveh moment when you try to run away from God's plan over your life. I'm like, no, God, because I don't I don't know how to do any of it. It's not my strength. And I don't actually don't even want it. I was like, no, he was challenging me from the beginning. And it's like it's like God, God, God has wired you to do some things. My story is not the typical church boy story, y'all. I, I mean, I've been all over the place, all over the place behind the camera, behind everything. And I've actually learned some strengths. I learned some weaknesses. Man, you got to give God opportunity to, to show you who you are. Bump that. You got to get close to God in private to hear who he created you to be. You got to get, get in a quiet time because a lot of you guys want to work, but you don't know where to work. You don't know what, what to do. And I'm not only talking about the spiritual stuff, like you are a co-worker, like you're not just a Christian and and and, and you're working at, at Starbucks. No, no, no. You work at Starbucks and you're a Christian. You get what I'm saying? Y'all here tonight? Like, you're not a Christian banker. You're a banker that happens to be Christian. You better be the best banker you could be to lead people to Jesus. People ought to look at your life, say, man, the way you bank. The way you handle people, but how, oh my God, something is different about you. Not that you're walking around saying, I'm a Christian banker, but you're the banker that happens to have Jesus inside of them. You're a co-worker, a co-worker. You're not just a student. God doesn't just want you to be a Christian student, right, who goes to the Christian club and gathers in, you Christian, Christian, Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian. <laughs> Christian, you're not a a Christian student, you're a student who happens to be Christian, and the people in your classroom got to be like, oh my God, because every time she talks, she's just so graceful, there's like peace to her, like when she speaks, she calms the professor down, like it's crazy. Like, the way she carries herself, it's just so different. Like, you're not a Christian anything. You're what you are. You're who God called you to be. You're where God placed you, and you happen to be a believer in Jesus. You happen to affect the, 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 the environment around you. Can I have the worship team up here, please? Scledaddle. Well, we could just, like, get him, like, quickly. Because if it didn't come up, I would have been here all night, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys getting here can I give you more verses you guys want more word yeah. yo if y'all, if y'all hit this word like it'll slap me in the face 1st Corinthians chapter 3 verses 10 to 11 this is wild this is for some of you it'll hit me tomorrow uh, right in your notes but by the grace God has given me this is Paul talking I laid down a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. This is for some of you who feel like you come to Tuesday nights and as I'm preaching, you're kind of creating your own points. And you're like, man, I would have went that way with the message. And, and, and I understand where he's going. That's good. That's good. Maybe God's calling you to be a preacher. Maybe God's calling you to be a pastor. Maybe God's calling you to be a church leader. If, you, if you're in here on Tuesday nights and you're kind of like, man, I would do this. I would do that. Oh, my gosh. God God starts giving you stuff. If that's ever happened to you, I want to let you know there's space for you in this kingdom. There's space for you in this church. We're not here to, to stop you. We, we want to have the spirit of Paul. Someone else is building on this foundation that I laid down. Someone else is building it. Someone else is stepping on top of me. Like, it's not that I'm stepping on the next leader. No, the next leader stands on my shoulders. My ceiling is their floor. you here tonight? Yeah. The, the, the best is ahead for our church because there's going to be more people stepping up and rising up. I got to let you know there's space for you in our church. There's room for you in our church to grow. This is crazy. Someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. Somebody say build with care. You got you, you to serve with care. You got to work with care. You got to work with care. He's telling you how to build. You want to build some things in your life. You want to build some relationships. You want to break out of some things. You need to learn how to build with care. Verse 11, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ Jesus. You guys hear me? Verse 12, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is. Obviously, he laid a bunch of different elements. Like gold is different than hay or straw. Here's why he's giving these examples. These examples are examples of your work. So if you go through life, and your main focus in life was to make money and get women, you're building your life off the earthly things. They will not last. The Bible calls that stuff hay. The Bible calls that stuff straw. The Bible calls that stuff wood. And if they go through the fire, they will be burned. But then you got to look at the things that say gold and silver and stones. Those are the things that you build only if you do works for the kingdom. Only if you do some works down here. Paul is getting to the point. He's like, yo, when we all die, and yeah, we all believe in Jesus, but after when we come back and we reign on this earth, like Narnia times a thousand, I love Narnia. When we reign like that, depending on what you did on this earth, will determine your rewards later. So it kind of is about what you do. Oh, no, pastor, it's all about my heart. It's all about my intentions. It's all about who. I can pray in my heart. I can pray and worship in my heart. I can give it this. I can blah, blah, blah. Any excuse you give not to do something is an excuse for God not to work in your life. You're making excuses. You're making excuses. You're making excuses. And one day, your life will go through the fire. What's coming out on the other side? Intentions? A A heart? Or what you did for the kingdom next idea that's what he says some of you will build with hay and gold some of you will build with hay and gold hay or gold was, was your life was your life about about the hay about the square footage of the house about the miles on the car about the debt, about the, the money, was your life the hay? About about all the things the world had to offer and the hype and and, and and doing what the world did. And is that gonna be your life, or is it gonna be gold? Or is it gonna be actual things that, that hold up? Here's a question tonight. I want you to answer. When the fire comes through to you, what will be left over? It says in the book of Revelation. The judgment of the great right throne at the end. You got to come next Sunday, by the way, to church. Uh, Sunday has been wild. while. Uh, we're doing a book of Revelation. We're actually talking about this. All of your works are going to be presented to God, and they're going to go through the fire. And you either go to heaven with stones and crowns and gold, or you go to heaven smelling like smoke because you barely made it through the flames. Can we go back to that verse, Melanie? I know I skipped over. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, yet he will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. Jesus says, it's not about if you're going to believe in me, it's why. It's not about, it's not about if you're going to believe in me, it's why. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Dirty truth, relationships take work. Relationships take work. And I got to tell you, tonight, I want to I say this to you. The Holy Spirit has got his eyes on you. He's got like laser beam focus on you and your life, and he's, watch this, I I believe this, this whole night, the Holy Spirit has been giving you guys things you could already start doing. Ways to get your faith into action. Ways to, to, you know, I gotta sign up after service, and I gotta go to conference, but even in practical ways, like in your scheduling, like in the nights that you go out, those are the nights we're doing this, and, and, and the, the nights that this happened, and I'm doing only this because God, I want my relationship with you not to be all these intentions. I don't want to get to heaven and look at God and say, God, but you know what? I had I had a crazy job and I got a crazy family family and I got a crazy background like giving out all these excuses but I want to say God I was faithful with what you've given me and I took my passion and I put it to practice and God and God I pray for anyone in here right now God you're showing us a way to work God you're showing us a way to believe God you're showing us and revealing to us a way to take our relationships